0: Speed, agility, power, I'm a big fan of these things. All of the performance I demand for myself on the ice is here, handles all of my needs in dynamic fashion.
1: How the fuck?
2: Hi, okay. hi everybody. Jack yeah, Campbell, so, suck my... Go... Sorry, start
1: the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to Rocks
2: Fever. I'm your host, Jax McDonald. Uh, with me, as always, hurry up. Uh, 20 seconds behind, it's Via Yeah. Uh, wait, wait.
1: Yeah, yeah, great. Okay, thanks, guys. Uh, So we just, just started recording because uh, we were like, oh, we'll watch the game at the same time. And then the Canucks scored two goals on four shots in the first three minutes. So uh, we this were like, we better show. just start. Um... I am uh, quickly uh, revising all of the takes that I had written down. Canucks are going to win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> um, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. You can follow me on. Tw- um, no,
0: uh,
1: <laughs> hi, this is uh, the first episode of the regular season, and we are uh, going to talk a lot about um, how much more swole PD is looking, uh, apparently, based on that clip I just saw. Uh, you know how we think these guys are going to do, etc., cetera, et cetera.
2: But first, how are you guys doing today? Uh, I'm doing, I'm doing well. I just want people to know that my reactions to this game are going to be 30 to 40 seconds late. Because we had a conversation about how cable Well, technically, cable they're TV going to be about two to right
1: three now. days late, if we're being honest, uh, yeah. for most of the people listening. So I wouldn't right. worry about it too much.
2: And <laughs> hey,
3: we've got some uh, clap things so people can't rewatch this game while listening to the show. Right? Yeah, no.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. For those of you that recorded the game and want to watch along with us, <laughs> yeah, we're no, currently... I'm, sa- I'm
2: saving it for when I listen to, the... <laughs> listen to Roxy Fever.
1: I'm currently at <laughs> 60 and 10 of the first period, so... <laughs> um yeah uh we should, get, we should be to well get, uh, uh, yes please. i got my
3: bivalent vaccine today nice. so well done. looking forward to the microchips uh, i'm sorry this is a bad joke we're all tired of this joke um welcome to the first episode of the fifth season of roxy fever though
1: jesus christ let's, that's insane
2: is it wait is that accurate five
1: that Only. sounds right four and a yeah. half.
2: half we, yeah. we just we, we're starting kindergarten
1: Yeah, we truly are. It feels that
2: way. I was going to say we should pretend to like announce this as like the first episode of a season uh, like other podcasts do. But yes, completely just ignore that. We've never done that before.
1: I mean, I feel like I've alluded to it in the past, um, maybe one or two other times. uh, But yeah, we've we've been doing this for a while. Can you tell? Um, (laughs) I certainly can.
2: We should just pump in the size as background noise just to yeah. save energy. Yeah, uh, can I tell enough. you really quickly about yes, I please. went to the Phoenix game. Uh, was it Friday? Yes. And I sat yeah. like, God bless my buddy, Cam, who got the tickets last minute. And it was, we were sitting behind uh, the, the area where the Coyotes shoot twice. And like, you know, we knew the Coyotes weren't going to be good. Mm-hmm. But besides the fact that the Canucks scored two goals while we, they were shooting on our side in the second yes. period, which was great. Saku's Menko goal. I think I made eye contact with him when after he scored. I I I fully believe this. Um the coyotes shot had five shots the whole game. Yeah. The, that, that is like some of the worst ticket luck uh ever. Like nothing happened on our side of the net or the side of the
1: rink. I mean, that is like very predictable though. Coyotes coyotes are gonna finish last in the league. I don't think there's I, any way. Like, there's no team. In my opinion, that's even close to as shitty as they are. There, I I believe their their uh first line center this year is a guy named Travis Boyd, who mm, I have never heard of.
2: Never heard of him. I think uh correct. Like, tell me what you guys think. I think Mm -hmm. this might be the first time that a player defects from the NHL. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) because of the conditions of the arena. (laughs) <laughs> and and just the morale like i i think i don't i have no idea who who's playing there anymore but i don't know uh, so, beagle? yeah yeah, yeah. So
1: j uh j beagle or whoever actually Merrickson. no, that, those those contracts are all over now um uh, because as you remember they traded them all in the last year yeah. uh to basically yeah, yeah. hardly save anybody at all um but uh yeah somebody from like i don't know Clayton Keller or somebody is going to be like, I am the first going to become the first player to defect to Russia (laughs) from Glendale, Arizona, uh, because the conditions here are so bad that I would rather get conscripted and fight in Ukraine than play in this like uh, extremely, you know, Mickey Mouse ass arena. I mean, Um,
2: even, even the corruption with the owners is like, it's it's the same. It's the same. It's starting is. to sound KHL. Absolutely, uh,
1: it is some extremely KHL shit. Honestly, all that's left is like uh, for them to be late paying their players or something. And uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: We, yeah, which I don't. Know, I, I I assume that it's not the teams who actually pay the players directly. Like it's yeah, NHL. I you know I I don't, I
1: don't know honestly. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're you're uh, probably right. It is probably like the NHL head office or whatever. But um. Fuck, what were we just talking about a second ago? Because I had something to say about that. Um. Oh, yeah. Sorry. It had nothing to do with what we were talking about. It had to do with what was on my TV. It just said that uh, Elias Pettersson scored a career high 32 goals last year, which seems insane because uh, everybody spent or what, what felt like 50 games uh, talking about how much he sucked last oh, year. Oh, boy. And uh, he had 32 goals still and was very bad for, well, pretty bad for a good chunk yeah. of the
2: season. I'm, I'm shocked by that. I, I may that.
1: genuinely have to revise uh, some of the takes I had prepared here. <laughs>
2: so, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll
1: see. I guess a good, as good a place to start as any is um, there was actually, like beyond just the season starting, a real piece of Canucks news that happened earlier this week, which is that uh, Jason Dickinson was traded to the Chicago Blackhawks uh, along with a second round pick for Riley Stillman, um who is a hockey player who played in Chicago last season, who is the son of former Calgary frame uh Corey Stillman. Uh yeah. There's
2: there's a joke in there that I'm Coyotes
3: uh current coyotes coach too.
2: Oh yeah. Uh, What do you know? There there is a there's a joke in there that I'm too I'm not smart enough or let's just put it this way uh, I'm not, on a Canucks not blue
1: line that has so much trouble, uh, with mobility and moving Ooh. the puck, the name Stillman
3: does not inspire confidence.
1: Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Also now I have, we have a pool it man effort. and a Stillman, which means twice as many opportunities for me to sing uh, a guy's name in the Chris Cornell voice, um, which is always a fun bit that I like to do. Oh. Uh, when I'm alone watching the game by myself, (laughs) um, yeah, so, uh, I have to make sure that I don't just keep accidentally saying Corey Stillman, uh, Stillman, uh, 24 year old left shot defenseman Canucks get 1.3 mil, uh, in cap space out of this deal deal, which is not very much, uh, really when you consider that they gave up a second round pick, but, uh, it seems like the price for moving uh, out salary is uh, going up with each passing day, so maybe I shouldn't be surprised. I was looking at Stillman's uh, underlyings for last year, and they don't exactly... Uh, They're not good. To, yeah, to, to, uh, to borrow the phrase from you, Elliot, they really just don't inspire confidence because uh, he was basically the... Worst semi regular defender on the Coyotes, or you know, second worst, uh, which or is not good Black because Ops. the Coyotes were very bad. Did I say Coyotes? See, yeah. this is this is gonna yeah. keep happening. Oh, okay. gonna...
2: I got confused because I, I, I didn't know what you meant. I'm gonna keep getting those teams
1: mixed up because they're gonna be in a dogfight for they worst team in it. the Pacific, <laughs> yeah, there we go. or uh, they in the Western it. Conference, rather. Um, and just most like fucked up team in general. I think the Coyotes are just as a side note worse, but. If Chicago goes full scorched earth, they could easily be the worst team by the end of the year. So we'll see. Um, But yeah, Underlying's very bad. Uh, He's big. He fights. Apparently, he likes to lay big hits. And the thing that people keep saying is like, well, you can't, you know, really judge a guy who was on such a bad team. I don't know if I really buy that. Like, Mm. I would kind of think that if you're on a really terrible team, it would be easier to look good. I think it's,
2: it's hard. Yeah. Like the opposite is harder outside of star players and a really good team. It's hard to judge the, the fourth liners sometimes. Cause they're, they're floating along with the rest of the team. Like yeah, the rising yeah. tide within that team is lifting them. Whereas yeah, with, I- if you play in Chicago in 2021, you like world's kind of your oyster to, to show to show the show the world what you can do.
1: That's kind of what I think as well. Like it's just, especially as a defenseman, like I, I just think it's it. Like I said, it's just not a great sign when you're putting up a really bad numbers, even for playing on the Coyotes. And I understand that, you know, you could make the case that that environment just really was not a good uh, fit for him, and he'll be better off here. But man, um, trading a second round pick, not really getting a lot of cap space, um in return uh, and then trading a guy that you traded a you, you trade. Okay. So they traded a third and I realize it's not the same regime, but they traded a third to get Jason well Dickinson signed him to a $2.5 million deal and then traded a second to get rid of him and only save 1.3 million in the process, which is a Jim Benning ass move. I'm sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. this, it if, feels very
3: new. Jim, same as the old Jim.
1: If you yeah, had totally. told me that this happened, like actually, honestly, if you had basically told me everything that, uh that like led up to the season opener um, between not just <laughs> like, not just like moves the team made, but also just what was happening. I would have assumed nothing <laughs> had changed. Right. Yeah. like, like, like imagine a guy who's been in a coma for like five years and you just what tell a lucky, him the, what a lucky the, fella. the, yeah. And you just tell him the lay of the land heading into the season. Um, you know, like, Oh, they, you know, they, uh, they did this and they did that and blah, 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 blah. blah. Um, you would, pr- that person would probably be like, ah, oh, well, I mean, at least Beagle and Roussel's contracts are uh, about to expire. <laughs> and, you know, at least they have all these first round picks and, uh, you know, um, I mean, I don't know. Jared McCann looks pretty good. I don't know how, how far back do we want to go. Like I don't know, but um, yeah, it certainly like uh, just seems the very much, uh, oh, yeah, tr- truly, <laughs> The wrong kid died. Oh yeah, truly, the wrong kid died. Yeah, I don't know. The whole thing just seems very uh, 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 scrambled versions of uh, the same shit we've seen before. Um, it's I don't it's, know. it's yeah. exhausting.
2: Yeah, so they're doing That's the same right. shit. right. correct. I couldn't yes. believe it. I I saw the trade while I was at the Coyotes game because it happened at during during the game, and uh, just big sigh. Um, yeah. there uh, were they getting flamed for it by any of the bigger names, or was everybody just kind of mum about it? Like
1: it seemed like they the got lightly flamed by everyone. Right. You know, like I I didn't see anyone really saying it was a good move. Yeah. Like. Drance did his sort of typical, like, here's what they're thinking. uh, Here's why there might be some, you know, uh, uh, validity to that thought process. But I wouldn't have done it, basically. Yeah. You know, like, and that's about as nice as anyone seemed to be about it. Like, mm-hmm. I also, uh, I also believe I said, like, uh, at the time that the trade was made, you know, like, the, the only real difference between, uh, you know, Benning and Wisebrod and Rutherford and Alvin is that Rutherford and Alvin wouldn't spend the next like three weeks talking Riley Stillman up as like a top four defenseman, but they did immediately turn around and and say like, Oh yeah, no, he's in our starting lineup. We see him as a third pair guy. So it's like the babiest of baby steps mm-hmm. in terms of, uh, uh, you know, being better than what came before. Um, mm-hmm. and I mean, I guess, uh, you know, there was the big uh, there's the the big uh, the other big news story uh, from, I guess it may have been earlier today or yesterday that uh, the Canucks are the first team to ever perfectly use up their entire uh, IR and be at exactly 80, like exactly the salary cap uh, limit, which um,
3: is just accomplished
1: yeah <laughs> I don't know it, it's very funny um because i I don't know like I mean it's 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 kind of like I don't know I'm trying to think of the right way to put it, but it's just like
2: i'm so, I'm sorry because you i I think I don't i still don't understand what that means man it's so, no one knows what it means no
1: one knows what it means but it's provocative <laughs> it's,
2: not, it's not very pro- provocative <laughs> um yeah it's it's not, it's like for, opposite provocative except for accountants.
1: Yeah, it's that's correct. That is correct. It's it's not even really worth getting into. There's a certain amount of IR you can fucking accrue, um, you know, to like you use the IR in a specific way and it gives you cap relief. And the Canucks are like the first team to ever both A, do that and B, have it work out to a perfect like you have used the maximum amount. And you are at the cap limit, not under by a dollar, not over by a dollar. And you have to deal with that later on down the road, but like literally perfect as cap friendly put it, um, I, which I, is
2: I, I imagine that like a little tiny symbol shows up at the top right of the screen of all when he does that. And it's like an it's like an Xbox live like achievement.
1: Yes, and that shows that's right. Up.
2: Yeah, and that's it. exactly. I am I, also I also imagining that the brown kid at the spelling bee with the confetti falling and he's just like yes. stoic. Yes. It's yeah.
1: uh it's a very it's it's very funny because it, it because it's like, you know, obviously this kind of uh cat maneuvering is not the kind of thing that we're used to, but like here we are, and before we even talk about that, we're talking about how uh Jim Benning-ish uh everything feels to start the season. And I do think it's very funny. To just be like, they perfectly uh, managed their cap situation. Look at what an amazing job they've done. And then it's like, what did they do to do it? Trade a second round pick for an age gap guy. You know, like it's just it's a it's very it's just very funny. It's like, okay, look, we're gonna do the same stuff, but it's gonna look way better. And there will be two women involved. We fired the third one. Uh, Don't we'll just don't don't we don't talk about that.
2: We don't talk about this. We'll find yeah. out in the court case in six months. We don't talk about this. Yeah.
1: Oh, wow. Um, but hey, they're uh they're they're winning 2-0. So and,
2: and you know what? I am pretty excited by Andre Kuzmenko. He yeah, he seems he's a gem so far and uh very fun to watch play. Watch him play live already at twice, and he stole the show, both those games and other preseason games, but even today, uh it looks like like I'm not listening with audio obviously sure. um but he's getting a lot of attention during the Definitely. game and he looks like he's been like they panned to him while he was on the bench when Miller scored so I assume mm-hmm. that he helped start that play um, I don't I have no I idea know. I would I idea. not
1: I would not make that bet
2: it's just that what last like last year what, was there a player that was new like I guess was Hoaglander the the new player no, uh Pud Colson was
1: the new player last right. year, I believe.
2: And he was like yeah. okay, but not. no,
1: Hoaglander had the season before, remember? Because oh, he okay. had the like really he had the oh, like yeah, yeah. surprisingly good rookie season where he was like a long-listed candidate for the Calder before like everybody else kind of heated up and he cooled yeah. down. And then he and then like last season was his second season, which was kind of disappointing in comparison to his first. Yeah. And he's a guy that we'll talk about when we talk a little bit later about like kind of projecting uh, where the Canucks are going to finish and the rest of the teams around them and stuff but um, yeah I don't know I am excited to uh, regardless of how Andre Kuzmenko performs do a uh, Patreon episode in like 2031 (laughs) uh, about him so that's that's what I'm excited about
2: yeah when we return uh, for the retrospective exactly we'll do panel shows together that's right um, yeah, I Elliot, what are you excited about this season? Let, oh, let's man. let's run on this. Yeah, one.
1: okay, that's good. Uh, yeah,
2: no, I mean, <laughs> the team should
3: at least be better to watch the whole season of Bruce. Um, I don't know, fair enough. I'm just not man. having the stink of Jim Benning on it.
1: Yes, that's fair.
2: Stink is still there, man. It's, it's, I know I mean, there's I, a lot of stink skunk. still there, but at least like the source has left the room. It's, it's like it really was a skunk yeah there's uh it's gonna t- it's gonna take a while it's gonna take a lot of tomato bass to get out of this for whatever park. reason micah thinks the cocks are gonna win the. Decision. luckily
1: francesco already does so it. i'm buying it. so uh <laughs> <laughs> so they'll they'll be able to get some tips from him he just bathes in tomato sauce for fun um That's so, so
2: stupid. I, I love one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah uh i'm excited what? for i'm just excited for a full season of bruce boudreau honestly yeah um, yeah, I think that's all we got like uh, as we'll as we'll get into here in a second I do not really think the Canucks are gonna be I, 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 I let me put it this way the Canucks can be better than they were last season even by like a fair bit and still miss the playoffs or like still have it not really matter. And that's kind of where I think they're probably going to end up, and we, as I said, we'll get into that more in a second. But the thing that I'm excited about is a full season of Bruce Boudreaux and probably a chance to see all the guys that I re- that I like take a step, take a positive step forward. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm feeling pretty good about Brock Besser having a good year, and I'm feeling mm-hmm. pretty good about Niels Hoaglander having a good year, and I'm feeling pretty good about Elias Patterson having a good year, regardless of what happens around them
2: yeah There's feel-good storylines that are available in yes. ways that they weren't really before Yeah, i see that uh so that's really I, what the only thing i'm really excited about i i don't know if this is going to derail or anything but elliot brought up the micah uh so oh I yeah why, micah blake why, McCurdy. Did this, why did my why did micah blake mccurdy rank the canucks highest in the pacific like what well the models why, are why really would somebody all over even the place just that uh the models are really all all over the place with the
1: uh with the vancouver canucks i couldn't really figure it out i was like why is this the case but the 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 real answer i guess is that it has way more to do with how low his model is on the rest of the division
3: that would make sense than
1: how high it is on the canucks right um I still, I don't know what inputs you could possibly be using to end up with the Canucks ahead of the Flames. Mm -hmm. But I can kind of see how... If If you have a big
3: aging curve on, like, Kadri and... Yeah. Huberto. Yeah.
1: Markstrom, right? Because that's the the easy one is Canucks got best goaltending in the league at 5-on-5 last season. So even though that, like, can't continue um i could see basically uh someone you know looking at the pacific being like this is kind of a shit show uh things are kind of chaotic here and like we know that the canucks will have a pretty good power play and we know that the canucks will have pretty good goaltending and like those two things are a lot more solid to bet on than uh you know huberdeau having a having the same kind of impact, uh, uh, Huberto and Kadri having the same kind of impact on, on the flames that, uh, Goudreau and Kachuk did. Right. Even though that right. is a bet that I would not take because I think they're like, I think Kachuk's production was really inflated last season, but like I would bet on them giving about like 90 to 95% of what they did. Uh, at least in terms of like value, whether it comes in terms of production, I don't know, but,
2: um, I'm kind of high on them just because they've had another season to gel together. Uh, And then the Canucks, you mean no, sir. uh, The the flames, Flames, I'm not discounting them at all. Yeah. No, me neither. That's who I always assume is going to win that division right now. Uh, I don't know. Especially after watching Jack Campbell today, but one game's one game, like whatever.
1: Yeah. No. And, and, and by the same token too, like if the Canucks get one more shot here and Campbell stops it, he'll be up to a 900, say percentage, you know, right, like, right. or, or I mean, I'm not, yeah. not quite, but like, you get what I mean. Like, uh, they, he's already like, okay. Yeah. They scored on two of the first four, but like they've already had, uh, six more shots that haven't gone in. So it's like, you know, sample over such a s- small, like, uh, uh, you know, literally like a couple of minutes. You know, any gold goalie can look like shit. Although mm-hmm. Jack Campbell was a weird bet to make, uh, in net. And so
2: I, I guess that's let's uh let's start with um. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Dude, are you guys seeing how on the boards it just was glitching so bad? Oh yeah, it's oh, terrible. Yeah. I knew I was like that will probably happen in like a few months. Uh, I didn't expect that to happen today. Uh, for for the listener, it's that they have those kind of green screen. Uh, boards watching on tv and so that the ads change kind of like they do and if you watch soccer games yes uh and there's a board battle on the edge of it and the players all entered the white void for for 20 seconds there Uh, (laughs) the players were inside the matrix yeah that's fine real quick speaking of ads elliot yes is next gen energy the new helmet ad company are they one of your competitors or or something do you have any do you have any interesting takes about uranium for us
3: uh <laughs> I, I have no interesting takes about uranium other than the prairie should stop bitching about oil and gas and just get in on nuclear
2: just go for it yes. go for it yeah
3: like you guys could position yourselves as a leader or you could whine and you guys are choosing to whine great job also what? like
1: you already in alberta you already probably have so many guys who are already like 90% of the way there to being Charles Montgomery Burns. So you yeah. might as well just take the the last step and get a hundred percent of the way there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like if you told me right now that there's like, that there is a Canadian billionaire in energy named Charles Montgomery Burns, I would believe <laughs> you.
2: I was, I, I was like, that's the guy who owns Boston, isn't it? Like, <laughs> I swear. Um, uh, uh, my first thought when i when you mentioned like connecting alberta and uh, the prairies elliott with mm-hmm. nuclear i'm like what what would that version of the oil rig guy be the guy who like literally no, Homer Simpson, yeah. who went to high school with and then goes up there for two weeks at a time and makes money and just like you know buys the chrome f-150 and everything and uh like is there going to be a, a flux? They would of, be like... buying that like one American car that they they'd be buying that
3: one concept car that had a nuclear reactor in it.
1: <laughs> they would what? just they would just be Homer Simpson in the Mr. Plow episode.
2: Yeah. You know, specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You know, Daniel Smith. I feel like she can make it happen. Actually, definitely. Yeah. I okay. This is this is a take I didn't know how to tweet because I knew people would probably take it the wrong way. But yes. when I saw her do the uh, like back down, you know, she said the stupid thing about uh, unvaccinated people are the most discriminated people in Canada. Sure, yeah, yeah, and then she walked it back this morning and was like, "I I'm doing a learning. I did a no growth. I'm <laughs> I'm uh, I'm listening." Like she actually did one of those press releases and was like, "I'm sorry to offend minorities. I'll, I'll do better." And mm. I'm like, "You have this woman has." She does not have the chops to be the premier of Alberta. No, no, it's truly like, really no. not. He's like, no, you yeah. got to double down on that. If you're, if you, you made your bed, like, you can't apologize. No, I, I was upset about that. <laughs> like- uh yeah, she's
1: just, uh she's just bent on destroying the province of Alberta now that, uh both of, uh their major teams have. Uh, decided not to re up on uh, their former goaltender, who is also her husband, Mike Smith. Um, they're married, right? You know
2: what? Not bad. Yeah, <laughs> <pretty> good job. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. Okay, so I wanna I wanna talk a little bit because I actually did my homework for this one. Uh-huh. Uh, I looked at all of the uh, like active opening day rosters for all the teams, basically in the Western oh. Conference. Um, oh wow and i even dug a little bit deeper than that i looked at how the teams did last year i looked into the goaltending that was the biggest one like goal, goalies i hadn't heard before i of before i bothered to actually look at what their deal was and and all that and so um i want to i want to start at the pacific division because like i think how the canucks are going to fare this season has way more to do with how the other teams around them, what happens with them than the Canucks themselves, because I think the Canucks are basically on a track to be like two or three wins better than they were last season.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And whether or not that's enough to get into the playoffs basically is dependent on what happens at the bottom of the central and what else happens in the Pacific. Um, Right. And so I'm I'm in agreement with you guys. Like, Calgary just seems like a lot to me to win because what's their weakness? Like, when people talk about the Calgary Flames' weakness, they talk about their fourth line. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, like, a yeah. great... That is a great a uh, ex- example of a champagne problem. Yeah. Like, every once in a while, people will be like, oh, their bottom six, like their third line, yada, yada, yada. But, like, they have like they have great top 6, great top 4, great goaltending. I just don't see how like the floor for them is is second in the Pacific basically. Mm-hmm. You know, and some team surprises us and and nabs that number 1 spot. Like I I just don't I don't see how they take anything more than like a slight step back this season at at worst, at absolute worst. Um right. Edmonton is the one that I would be sort of tempted to bet against, but I do kind of think we're reaching the point where, you know, they did, they've done a lot less stupid things in terms of their player acquisition over the last couple of years. Jay, Jay Woodcroft is a good coach and they're going to get a full season of him much in the same way that the Canucks are going to get a full season of Boudreaux. Uh, you know, Jack Campbell, is like, yeah, he's kind of questionable in some ways, but like their goalie last year was Mike Smith and they were fine, you know? Yeah. And like, I, Jack yeah. Campbell's not a good
3: goalie, but he's not really a downgrade on Mike Smith.
1: No. And he's probably a better, like he's probably going to be more consistent than Mike Smith. Like, I don't think there are going to be many games. Like,
3: you know. Mike Smith's <laughs> probably a better fit stylistically with Connor McDavid, but the Maybe, fact that I'm yeah. worried about like, the stylistic matchup of your goalie and your forwards <laughs> is not yeah. a good sign.
1: Exactly. Like I, I, I ultimately think like obviously tonight the Canucks jumped out with two early goals, but with Mike Smith, like he is a, he, he is a surefire bet every year to have like five games where you are out of it in the first five minutes. Yeah. Like he lets in like three or four, and you're you're just fucked for the rest of the game. But um, it,
2: it's just more so the issue with him is he's loud. That's it. like I yeah. I I don't you know I don't know his numbers at all, but my guess is that his reputation just comes because he's a jiffable goalie. <laughs> like yeah, you can see you can see him flail in a way that other goalies don't because of his style. Um, but like I'm not saying he's incredible numbers wise, but.
1: No, but he ha- he put up pretty good numbers over his career by virtue of just being really inconsistent, but when he was good being lights out, as we saw a couple of times last year in Edmonton, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, I- he's, like, 40 years old, yeah, you know? Yeah. Moving on yeah, from him and but- betting on, like, a guy who has a half-decent track record, I uh, you know, I-, I don't think, like you know, if they really run into trouble with Jack Campbell, like they can probably, the, the Pacific's not, not a great division. Like they can probably just find another goalie and recover.
2: Um, I I but, have a, sorry. I thought you just finished it.
1: No, no. Yeah. I was just gonna say like, that doesn't, that doesn't concern me as much as things with with other teams
2: do is all I was going to say.
1: And we'll get to that in a second, but what were you going to say? I,
2: I was going to say that I feel like the bias that I've had about Edmonton Uh, Not like the fan bias of yeah, I don't like them, but I've always undersold them for the last few years because I just kept seeing them as extremely top heavy and only two players, and everything else was uh, paper, just paper. Yeah. Um. But I think like I just made the random connection just now of like, what if they're more like Toronto, where they actually have a really great forward lineup they have some very competitive defensemen and yeah, their goalie's is not great, but like, would I be discounting Toronto? Probably not. I I'd still have like, maybe their ceiling for me wouldn't be a cup, but like, I still see them as like a Western conference competitor. Sure. So I think if I, yeah. I need, I need to like step out of that assumption that they're just McDavid dry saddle and then uh, just an abyss after that. like, no, they're not. Kyler Yamamoto is going to be a lot better this year improving it. I, what's Pulley your deal now? Like he's back. Like he wasn't. Yeah. Like he he, a, he they didn't trade
1: him. Period. He's still around. Uh, they've upgraded in, uh, they, you know, like some of their, they have a couple of young players in Ryan McLeod and Dylan Holloway who are like, you know, busted the door down to basically make it into the NHL. Like they're not necessarily lights out, but <laughs> if you're going to be playing with like, they have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl on separate lines right now. If they can actually run with that, like if they can actually make that work, that makes them really formidable down the middle. They have McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Nugent Hopkins as their top three centers. Like, and I mean, I hate Evander Kane, but like they're that guy's a good bet to score like 30 goals, you know, especially playing with one of those guys. You have uh, Zach Hyman, who... You know, signed a really bad contract, but is a proven NHL producer, proven top six player, and will be for the next couple of years. You have uh Warren fogel who I think is due for a better season and is like a perfectly fine middle six player. Um uh, and like
2: he's gonna produce a lot better now that he's out of jail.
1: Uh <laughs> and then you have uh you've got like you know, Derek Ryan and Devin Shore on your fourth line, and then Uh, they've, you know, if you look at their, if you look at their defense score too, like it doesn't, uh, um, it doesn't jump off the page, but like Cody CC had a great season last year. Like he's kind of seemed to find, uh, a, uh, like a good home for his sort of, uh, weird like style where he puts up decent, uh, underlying numbers, but is apparently like terrified of the puck, like scared that it's going to burn his fingers off if he holds on to it for even a second mm-hmm. um Brett Kulak is a good defenseman Tyson Berry is a good offensive defenseman and uh and then they ad- added uh Ryan Murray as a third pair defenseman in the offseason or maybe it was at the end of last season at the deadline I can't remember um but you know like it's not a shallow lineup anymore and when you have Connor McDavid and Leon Leon Dreisaitl on your team like your, your lineup doesn't have to be great. It just has to be passable and you're a pretty good bet to make the playoffs, you know? Yeah. Um, And then after those two is kind of where it gets interesting because um, I kind of think of, I always think of um, this, this sort of thing in terms of tiers. Right. Um, And like league wide, I usually think of it as, you know, there's usually 10, 11 teams, that are probably going to make the playoffs unless something goes really, really wrong. Then there's 10 or 11 teams that are probably not going to make the playoffs or almost certainly won't make the playoffs unless something really crazy happens. And then you have another 10 or 11 in the middle that are just like on the bubble. And obviously like there can be wide um, swings in quality from like the high end of one of those tiers to the bottom, but that's, generally how it goes like you have the tier of these teams are a lot to make the playoffs you have a tier of maybe and a tier of these teams suck basically and what i think in is the case in the western conference and especially the pacific is that that middle tier of who knows teams is way bigger than the tier of teams at the top or at the bottom conference wide, like uh, Colorado, Calgary, Minnesota,
0: St. Louis, Edmonton, maybe. And that's it for your like pretty
1: much a lock to make the playoffs teams. And then at the bottom, it's like Arizona, San Jose, Chicago. And then every other team is in the mix. To some degree, um, but the one that interested me the most was the Vegas Golden Knights because for most of the off season, I've kind of been saying to myself, "Oh, like, well, they're gonna get a full season of Jack Eichel. They have Bruce Cassidy. Like, they're gonna be a they're gonna be a good team again. They're gonna be one of the top three spots in the Pacific Pacific." But the thing that people keep kind of saying as the counter to that is their goaltending situation, right? Like, mm-hmm. are, are you guys from uh, familiar with that conversation much at all? Like,
2: I've been uh, ignoring most goaltending conversations. Fair
1: say, enough. My, my, my parents keep
2: fighting when that happens.
1: Uh <laughs> that is fair. Um, you. but like Robin Leonard is out indefinitely, basically. Yeah. Right. Um, yes. and so the thing that a lot of people have been saying is basically like well yeah the golden knights like their roster might look pretty decent or whatever but you know they are uh they just deal in complete chaos and they have like a non-nhl goalie tandem um and so i was tempted to to just be like oh yeah they're fucked because goaltending because i like to spend as little time thinking about goaltending as possible because it makes me angry um but i actually looked into their goalie tandem um and I was, because like, I was curious, like, oh, what are they, what are they doing here? And uh, their backup is Laurent Brossois who is actually like a perfectly fine NHL backup. Um, so like the idea that on, on that front, that like their goaltending is going to be a huge problem is like, obviously I see the problem with, you know, going with two kind of not very well-known goalies or whatever, but like the idea that, it's not NHL quality is is not true because Lauren Bressois has been a perfectly fine NHL backup for like a few years now and uh they' the guy who was penciled in to be their starter is Logan Thompson right Never heard of him yeah no one's ever heard of this guy um because he was undrafted um and signed uh signed like an ELC with uh with the Golden Knights and like wasn't expected to really he was expected to be like goalie depth. Um, but if you actually look at his numbers, uh, he was a 914 last season in 19 games. And uh, he doesn't have like a obviously he doesn't have much of an NHL track record, but he won the award for uh, it's called the I'll just find the name of it here. Uh, the Aldridge Baz Bastion Memorial Award for the uh-huh. AHL's best goalie in 2020, 2021. Oh, um, hmm. And, you know, I mean, okay, so he's, you're like, oh, like he's the best goalie in the <laughs> AHL. Like, what does that mean? You know, but I went back and looked through this. This award's existed since 1984.
3: And A lot of most of them. Played at the NHL. Yeah,
1: like most of the guys who win this award had are were became NHL goalies or were NHL goalies at some point. Like it's not I'm not necessarily saying that it's like indicative that he's gonna be a uh like you know, I don't think he's gonna be a Vesna caliber goalie. I don't even necessarily think he's gonna be like above average. Um, but if you look at the names of people who have won this award, it's like um Dating back to the 90s here, like I'm cherry picking the the ones that people have heard of, but it's it's quite a lot. It's like Felix Popman, Corey Hirsch, Jim Carrey, uh, right after finishing the mask, too. Very impressive. Um, Manny Legacy, uh, Martin Baron, uh Jason LaBarbera Ryan Miller, Corey Schneider, Jonathan Bernier, Jake Allen, Matt Murray, Peter Budai, Garrett Sparks, Kakinen and then most recently Logan Thompson and Dustin Wolf. Like I definitely think that like goaltending is not going to be a strength for them, but I no longer think that like, oh, they don't have NHL goaltending and they're going to get clowned on or anything. Cause like the roster in front of this guy is pretty good. His NHL track record is pretty good. Their defense is pretty decent. I just don't see this goalie tandem. Like, getting lit up enough for it to cost a team with that good a roster, a playoff spot. Does that make sense? I think so. Okay. That was a lot of time on the Vegas Golden Knights, but anyways, the point I'm getting here is that I think, uh, I think the first three spots are pretty much locked up um, for those three teams. And then where it gets interesting is in that sort of the 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 middle tier with like basically only San Jose at the bottom um and I think there's gonna be three teams sort of vying for uh what could potentially be the Pacific's one wild card spot it's tough to say, um it's tough to say how it's gonna work out. I think the central isn't probably as good as most people think it is like I was looking at um, uh, those rosters. And I, I definitely wouldn't be surprised if the Pacific brings has like both the wild card spots. Um, I don't think very highly of Dallas. I don't think they're going to make it back in. Um, Nashville looks.
2: Eh, okay. Uh, but like not they exactly made up their mind as a team. Like, are they are exactly they to rebuild or something? I, I don't know. Yeah, don't no, know. they're, they're, they're not,
1: but should they be is really the question. Right. Right. Uh, and then I'm trying to think of that. Like those were the two, those were the two teams, the two like lower tier teams from, uh, from the central that, uh, that made the playoffs last year. And then like, I, I actually think like Winnipeg might be a better bet than either of them just because of uh their, you know, like they, they've got some really good forwards and Connor Hellebuck is a really good goalie. So, really good. Yeah. you know, like I wouldn't put them outside of the picture for the kind of mid bot, like, you know maybe make the playoffs tier in the central um whereas like in the pacific i think you have a bunch of teams on the rise and i think the canucks are going to be uh fighting it out with la for sure and then i honestly think seattle as well i've convinced myself of this after looking at their roster they have uh maddie benears uh, they're going to get a full season of Matty um, who had a 10 game uh, like cameo with the Kraken last season and had nine points. Um, they picked up a bunch of scoring depth. Andre Burakovsky being one guy. Um, there are others as well. Oliver Bjorkstrand, I think was the other Um And if you look at their, like their underlings and stuff from last year, like they weren't good, but they were a middling team that got historically bad goaltender. And they went out and got, uh, what's his name? Um, he used to play for the Kings. He was their backup, Martin Jones, uh, because Chris Drieger's hurt right now, but, uh, they're going to have three goalies. So like, they're going to be able to platoon, um, if somebody like if in the situation that they're in right now, like Chris Trieger's hurt, they have an actual guy who is like an NHL goaltender, even if he's not a very good one. And I just don't think like Philip Grubauer is an eight eighty eight goaltender for like the rest of time. I think, you know, he could regress to just being regularly bad and they would get a lot better in the process. Um, And, uh, and then I also think like, there's the, there's the question of, uh, and I know I'm just rambling here, but like, there's also the question of what's going to happen with Anaheim. They just added a bunch of rookies. Jamie Drysdale's a year older. Uh, And he was a a 30 point, like right-handed defenseman last year. Like, I think there's a lot of potential for some of these quote unquote, like teams on the rise to sort of surprise people. And I just don't, I really don't know what, end of that spectrum the Canucks are gonna end up on. I, I'm I'm and that makes it kind of exciting because um I feel like this is one of the widest range of, of outcomes we've seen for them in a long time. Uh I don't know what do you guys think where do you where do you see them ending up?
2: where the Canucks would end up? Yeah. Yeah uh it everything for me hinges on the knights and the kings. Yeah, I see some sense. some people like I saw Frank Valley. I looked I looked up what the Daily Face off people said. Uh, I just well I looked up multiple different prediction things. Most of them are paywalled so god bless David Quadrelli's team for having a open thing yes. like that, but yeah, definitely. I I just I saw that Frank Valley. Look, I don't know anything about this guy. I I know he's the NFT uh hockey yeah. card guy, whatever. Yes. Whatever. I'm not putting too much credit on him, but he had LA as number 1 for his division Wow. Uh, civic division pick.
1: That's interesting. Which, I mean,
2: most others had them as third, maybe <laughs> fourth, one yeah. person out of fifth. Um, they're the ones who've always kind of scared me lately um, sure. because I, I think they have nothing to lose and they could just absolutely do anything they wanted this year um, sure. and scare everybody. And that just, it shifts too much and it, it has a potential to make the Canucks look really bad. And the other, the other thing that I'm most worried about uh, and I haven't done, I haven't looked into it at all, but that our backup is just Spencer Martin. And yeah. Mean, yeah. That's, that's a huge that, one. That's, yeah. This seems like the weakest backup the Canucks have had in a very long time. Yeah. And that I, you can't, maybe, maybe Demco can play a lot of games, but like if you're asking me on the first game of the year, if the Canucks are going to be good this year and I see that they have a paper goalie right behind Denko. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm well, I welcome being surprised. Uh, I, this feels worse than last year, almost just because of that, even though our forward strength is better. Yeah. Uh,
1: that's entirely reasonable. Like I'm scared. I, I actually feel kind of silly that I, that I didn't even talk about that, but like, that's kind of the, one of the things that, so, you know, la is an interesting team because in in a lot of ways they're kind of in a similar boat to the canucks in the sense that like they rely equally on a bunch of young guys getting better and a bunch of old guys not getting worse right yeah but um but the, the the difference is that one la has a second goaltender like Cal Peterson is an NHL quality goaltender, and we know that he's an NHL quality goaltender. And then they also have uh, cap space and assets if they want to buy. And like oh, that's one thing a lot of people have been talking about is like you know LA could add if they're in a playoff spot, like they could add Kane or like Taves at the deadline or mid-season, right. you know. Yeah. And then that would you know the LA Kings were the LA Kings gave the Edmonton Oilers a scare in the playoffs last year. Imagine if they, if they're, it's basically the same team, but you add Patrick Kane to it, you know, like, yeah, that, that's, and that's kind of eager. where my, where my consideration, like that's where my brain goes basically. And why I have the Canucks finishing fifth in the division. um Oh, it was that a Kuzmenko goal. Yes, oh it was. my God, are you serious? Hell oh, yeah! Uh,
2: what time? What time did it happen? Uh nineteen twenty-one. All right, I got. I literally have to wait twenty-five seconds. Ah, Holy sorry. shit! Um, talk about it. Yeah, it's just it just
1: classic. Uh, <laughs> I'll I'll check I'll check the replay here, but to me it just looked like a classic when an office like ass or skate right or something. I'll, ch- I'll double this check this. Right he does.
2: Yeah, that's how like he's he, gonna. He has had some. He's really gonna pad the point goals totals goals doing
1: that. For? Oh, no, yeah, it looks you, like he just kind oh, of like yeah. deflected it in with a stick.
2: Perfect. Fucking perfect timing. Way to go.
1: Let's take it. This will be the best angle here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, oh. he just he just oh, yeah. stick
2: on the ice. That was a good goal. Yeah. He um, is such a treat. I I, I also like him. love yeah. that he wears 96 and I, yes. maybe the 96 yeah. is one of those like, oh, I was born in that year. Like, I, I don't care if that's a if it's uh, Yeah, that.
1: it, he almost certainly was if he's 26
2: years old. Oh, oh, really? Damn. Yeah. But it's like doesn't matter. Numbers after 96 are like, okay, we get it. You're trying to be Gretzky. Sure. But 96, I think maybe just because, you know, Pavel Bure wore it, I, I have some more respect for it. Pavel
1: Bure wore it, and then I feel like somebody else, another Russian player wore it too. Um,
2: but regardless. I don't know how you would search that.
1: There is a way to it do it, been? but it's a pain there, in the there, ass. There
2: wasn't. Bure very famously wore 96 for his garbage year. Yeah. Yeah, that was the year I think he got his Canadian citizenship. I think that's why he did that. Ah, okay. Yeah. Interesting. And it was also well, because
3: he was hurt to start the year, so someone took number 10, which seems like a wild sequence. No of way. Really? I don't know. Something like that. Your going to correct me later. It's fine. Yeah,
1: it doesn't matter. Who cares? Uh, anyways, what I was getting at there is just that uh, the, the LA Kings – um. Yeah, I have them, I have them finishing fourth in the division, the Canucks finishing fifth behind them and ahead and just ahead of Seattle. But I'm not very necessarily very confident in that. The thing that that really like pushed the Kings over the edge for me is their underlyings last year were really good, like best in the division, good. And they did that with like a team of a bunch of guys people had never heard of, and they've mostly only gotten better since then. And they're in a position to add and the uh, Kraken are in a position to add as well. And I think that that's sort of like something that is definitely uh, a consideration uh, for the Canucks because like the Canucks are not adding this year. They, they can't, they 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 don't have a way to do it. They can only subtract. And the chance of them subtracting is actually like relatively high because Bo Horvat doesn't have a contract. Yeah. And Kuzmenko is only here for one year um, and could be oh, do a huge shit. raise if yeah. he plays well, um, et cetera, et cetera. You know, so uh, I have the Canucks, I think, probably just barely missing. But I think they're going to be in it until about the last week of the season. Um, mm. And it's just going to come down to what, kind of happens with uh basically what happens with like if nashville can kind of get their shit together and then if seattle or anaheim surprise us and end up actually being pretty good that'll be the thing that like determines whether they're just in or just out
3: yeah
2: that makes sense i i i'm sure all of us just want a fun year so Well, yeah. It seems like that's in store. So that's good. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's three, nothing. It's their, their man handling the Oilers on on the road. Feels good. Yeah. It's great. I mean, them getting off to a good start would make a huge difference because they've been off to a pretty crappy start, at least by my memory for like, since the, basically since like, it feels like the last time they were good to start the year was when John Tortorella was coaching. That's how long it's been.
2: I, I think we may have. There's had been one... a talking point since like early Gillis days. Yeah, I or late
1: we... Gillis days, you mean?
2: Well, I definitely late. Gillis. I mean, I, I guess don't...
3: it was like I mean, I, I feel guess like we
2: didn't know. start off that great in any Gillis year. It's I'm true. You're right. Really they had slow starts yeah. a lot in in. Lake. Like, we were, we, us, uh, as Canucks fans, we were whiny little bitches about the Canucks in their first years. We complained about every fucking thing. And we, you know what it was about? It was about trauma. Okay. We were scared of getting hurt again. Honestly, (laughs) you're right. Something
1: that doesn't get remarked upon enough, I think. um, In fact, I feel like the only person who ever talks about it is fucking Farhan. Like, the Canucks media sphere used to be like five times as large and 10 times as mean. Like the things that people wrote and the things that people talked about when the Canucks were actually good, like both a little bit in the um, West Coast Express uh, era, but specifically in the Gillis Cedians era, like people would get, so nitpicky about the stupidest shit. Oh like yeah. you know, I, I I remember uh having to hear like over and over again how just every player on the Canucks, especially their best players like the Sedeans and the Longo couldn't get it done in the playoffs and yada yada yada. Choke, everybody's choke artists, yeah. Choke artists, you know, uh, you know, just never mind that it's still the most successful, uh you know, era of Canucks hockey and in the team's history. Uh, And, like, you know, when did Tony Gallagher retire? A long Um, time ago. Pretty
2: recently. Well, I guess not recently, but, like, yeah, 2016 or something. Yeah,
1: like, and and even before then, he had greatly fallen off in terms of uh, how prolific he was. Um, Yeah, he wasn't a beat
2: writer anymore. He
1: was a guy who got, like, they tried to ban him from being there there was i remember that being a story like either banning him from like the locker room or whatever like people hated him because of how mean and negative he was Mm -hmm. and it's just like it's crazy to me the the people who who complain and whine about negativity and shit like they simply were babies when the there was actually negative coverage about the Canucks because during the Gillis years the coverage was overly negative and was overly critical and was like basically like kind of uh, ginning up controversy where there wasn't mm-hmm. one. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. and and the thing is is that that kind of carried over I think a little bit from um, from the Gillis era into the Benning era and then. People just kind of like, a, like all the people who were, who were little babies when, uh, you know, all the Quadrelli's of the world, basically not Quadrelli specifically, but just people in his age group, like <laughs> basically just, just took that up and, and were just like, Oh, Canucks media is negative, And, the, and just ran with it. And we're like, that's a, that's a truism, even though it was based on like a Canucks team context that was completely different.
2: David, I, I love you.
1: You know, of actually being good.
2: Yeah, David's good. I would like to know when Roxy Fever ends, can I be the third Mike? You can pretend I'm Harmon Dial. (laughs) (laughs) There will be a a bunch of people who won't be able to tell the difference. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah, no, Quads is great. I would love to know uh, what he thinks about uh, the goaltending situation, um, particularly in in, uh, Vegas. I want to know what he thinks of Logan Thompson. I think that's his name. Or Thomas Logan, <laughs> <laughs> or Fantastic. you know, whatever his name is, there is.
3: <laughs> or Log Tom He at, probably thinks that they should trade for uh, Askarov. Definitely, yes. They or maybe he know. thinks stop. that they are in good shape because they don't have Askarov. It's impossible to tell. I'm not even sure what an Askarov is, but <laughs> that man cares a lot about it.
2: <laughs> you guys should stop talking about Askarov and go ahead and ask out a woman yes good yes uh
1: thanks my the one that you did uh recently uh vias that i was extremely uh chuffed about <laughs> was when uh christian will was kind of having his glow up with the canucks you tweeted from the roxy beaver account you people should stop talking about will and start going uh and start reading stated revolution and saying whoa lennon and then in brackets make some good points <laughs>
2: thank you that was thank good you. i felt back that was pre. that was the, the preseason is when we we try to find our muscles yes and uh, get them yeah back and, and that was gotta get back in that shape was, that was right? it that was it uh, uh by, the, by the way yeah. how do you guys feel about me turning roxy fever into basically just a meme account it's uh, good what else yeah. would it be
0: you like know?
2: like where where i'm clearly like trying to gin up Numbers, uh, like if you look Absolutely. at the most recent one, I, I, I took a photo. The of... release post. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I purposefully fried that image. I found a website that fries images for you.
1: Oh, that's good. Oh, I, that you're gonna need like... to send me a link to that.
2: <laughs> oh, I, t- I, I, uh, I tweeted it uh, about an hour ago. Uh, no, he wants uh, link to the site so you can. Oh, the site. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I'll tell. I'll find it for you. But um, the most recent one I just did was "What if we kissed in the white void?" and it's it's the ads like oh uh, yeah the player player is getting lost in the matrix of the the ads Uh, fry an image uh i think it's literally literally the this called the meme deep fryer very easy to use i uh the the leaf suck stuff it just it just tickles me fair enough posting posting like the horrible like skeleton sitting outside with luke's fan waiting for a cup since 67 Yes. Yep. I love it. Every, it's good. it's always fun to make fun There's of. There's a market for it. Yeah.
1: It's yeah. I I I always am kind of, I don't know. I I know I usually end up on the side of like I'm tired of I I'm just I'm so tired of the Leafs in general that I am by extension also tired of people hating on them. Um yeah, like it's sort of a But I mean, they are always extremely fun to make fun of. Uh, yeah.
2: Like like they'll whole they'll play one of the best games ever and then lose in a very honorable way. And then be just like, at least fucking suck. Worst yeah. Game it's, ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's fun to go exactly. over a little bit. And
1: then just like to, to have Sheldon Keith be like, well, we got a lot more respect in the handshake line this year. <laughs> <laughs> like that. I, I want to, I, I don't even care about the Leafs really. And I want to get that phrase tattooed on my arm, like because of foul funny Wait, did he say that? Yes, he did. No, <laughs> he said the exact
2: opposite of that. Uh or or was he no, saying No, that's that, like, exactly
3: what he said. He said that we got a lot of respect in the handshake line, but that's not what we're here for. Okay. Like fair yes,
1: enough. Yes, he literally but, said those words. But he did he literally meant, say those words. That's, yes. That is
2: you know what? I'll still give it. I'll still give it to both. I, I think but
1: people I, I def people must have just been like cropping it you know yeah people were (laughs) dropping
0: the quote you know
2: yeah um by the way we never talked about quinn hughes getting absolutely murdered on that play i didn't even notice it when it happened i didn't
1: see what happened is he hurt now he got high sticked really badly and then is he and i
2: i think it probably was more like a nose thing so he's gonna be okay but like he was clearly like he was not like his controller was disconnected on that goal that edmonton's for, for good reason. Fair. And the rest should have got it. Everybody hurts.
1: Everybody hurts. The story of the Vancouver Canucks. Both yeah. uh their fans and just literally their players. Everyone is hurt all the time. Yeah. Um, that's the other thing that makes me makes it hard to be high on this team, is like they have Tucker Poolman and Luke Shen playing in their top four on opening night. And I know it's so, because of injuries, but like, so disappointing. you know, Tyler Myers had a career year at like 30 or 31 years old or whatever. Oliver Ekman Larson also had a career year, like not a career year, but like a career best uh, year defensively in since like 2015 or whatever, you know, like right. his best season in like, you know, seven years or something. And I just think, I think there are, as many uh potential regression candidates on this team as there are like potential glow-up candidates and i think the regression is gonna matter more like more. i think mm. I, I i think you know not having nhl qual like any and like top four nhl uh quality defenseman possibly other than quinn hughes like matters a lot more than yeah. petterson being a 40 goal scorer yeah you know as much as like that would be awesome. And I think it could happen and it would make a difference. And same thing with like JT Miller, like, um, you know, I, I fool me once shame on you. Fool me twice. Fool me. I'm not going to get fooled again, etc., etc. <laughs> whatever. Like I will just always oh, okay. bet the under on JT Miller, just because like, I just don't think that, you know, you can,
2: He can't keep doing it forever. Like you're not, and you're, you're not in the minority on that. No, uh, In my, in my view of uh, what other people have said, uh, I, the best I can hope for this year, uh, more specifically then is that the forwards try to outrun the defense in in goaltending that we get a lot of goals. PD, like everybody gets, uh, everybody we like gets career high numbers. Yeah. Um, well, the
1: power play, baby, it could be real, real good.
2: Power plays wins down the cups. They, they definitely
1: do. I can definitely yeah. never. I can't think of any examples of the uh, the power play not carrying a team in the postseason. We, it we always, yeah, works. we we always Bonafide remember strategy. All, all the yep.
2: famous Stanley Cup winning goals are uh, were were on uh, a static power play, five on three power, three power play five on three power play, five on three Yeah, yeah. Wait, has that there's just so I mean, many those opportunities in the postseason that. as well? Has that happened? Has there been like a made like obviously I'm sure a game winning goal, but I mean like. A game seven overtime goal. I'm sure probably has well, there game ha- seven overtime. There's s- there's only games- two game oh, yeah, seven right.
3: overtime True. cup winners, and they were both Detroit over the
2: Leafs, And they're no, two years apart in really? the 50s, which is just an interesting fun fact.
3: Oh, game seven. I
1: overtime, did not know yes, that. Yeah. that. Interesting. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah, okay. Yeah, it could have been game six or five or whatever. Yeah,
1: because like, cause I was thinking yeah. like uh there was a um the 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 Kings cup winning goal was an overtime. Um but, in 2014 yeah. but regardless yeah I don't know No refs fucking put their whistles away Yeah. important goals are fucking almost never scored on the power play in the mm. playoffs historically
2: it's been better recently but yeah um, uh, special teams will get you into the playoffs but it won't
1: can we talk a, a little bit about uh, a couple of our candidates for uh, real ass dude of the week um, absolutely Steve Simmons sure. being one uh, Vyas, you seem to have a better handle on the Steve Simmons story than I did um, uh, would you all, care to regale
2: I, our listeners with that? I'll I'll regale them all right. I'll uh, I'll I'm not <laughs> we're not going to do reading series. I just remember that. No no yeah he he uh, I think was commenting on was it Wayne Simmons? No no it was Akeem, 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 Akeem Alu. Yeah
1: is it Akeem, Akeem Aliyu or Akeem Alu? I feel like I uh, yeah I it doesn't matter.
2: I I I don't I don't, well, I don't yeah. watch enough like hockey coverage of stuff that's not the Canucks that I yeah. have heard names yeah you know yeah. uh anyways uh i also don't necessarily trust nhl pundits nope. either, but, yeah, definitely yeah, not so. yeah, yeah yeah uh steve simmons just uh kind of reacted to akeem ali's uh uh just his his uh activism on race and hockey yes um, and be- being uh i don't know if he's a spokesperson of a particular group. well he's he's
1: featured very heavily in this uh movie that's coming out this documentary um That oh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. alongside Soraya Tinker, and they've been kind of um doing the uh doing the sort of media uh tour recently. Oh,
2: I see. Okay, thanks for the question. So
1: that's kind of why he's been in the um uh in the news recently. He appeared on um Canuck's Talk, which is Drance's new show, um, and uh,
2: a radio show, yeah, yeah, okay, it's a it's a
1: like it's a daily radio show. That's also a podcast with Jamie Dodd. Um, gotcha. It's pretty good. I've switched to just listening to that instead of listening to the vancast. Um, to that, yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and uh,
2: so, so Steve Simmons, uh, sorry. Or, or... I just wanted to add oh, yeah. to that
1: too, uh, just because we're on the subject uh, in his interview for that. Uh, Akima Aliou me- became the first like very high profile hockey person. Um, I have seen say we should change the name of the con Smythe trophy and i just wanted to highlight no because i th- I was like somebody fucking said it akim Aliu, very cool um Could you actually
2: do a real quick reminder uh, reminder okay well uh
1: con numerous reasons to hate con Smythe. um number one union giant buster. union buster one of the worst union busters like you know did libel slander on players uh Demoted players for getting married without his permission, like insane shit like that. But the thing that people kind of usually highlight is the Herb Car- Carnegie story, which was um, he saw Herb Carnegie play somewhere. Herb Carnegie was uh, a a black player who should have played in the NHL based on how talented he was, based on the kind of numbers he put up. And he said to somebody, uh, I'll pay $100,000 to whoever can turn that guy white. And yeah. um that's like the very infamous story about him. And that was what Akeem Aliou was referring to. Um, and he right. said, Yeah, I don't even know if he said we should change the name of the trophy, but he was, but he did say he was he like he was like, We name we name the fucking playoff MVP. He didn't say fucking, but we we named the playoff MVP after this guy. That's what maybe the most coveted trophy um uh mm-hmm. in in the league, other than the Stanley Cup, obviously the most coveted uh individual trophy because it's the playoff MVP and uh we still name it after him mm-hmm. basically is what he said um yeah. so i hi- uh shout out to him just because that's a obviously a little hobby horse of mine is how stupid it is that he gets a trophy named after him anyways as we we're saying steve simmons
2: yeah uh looks like uh i'm i'm just going back right now sure uh i i, I wanted to find the quote because sure. i might as well since you spent the time on on uh bringing up the cons of my stuff sure i'll, I'll, sure. I'll say what uh Steve Simmons said um, in an article, I think uh, on October 9th. uh, Yeah, it was a (laughs) one of those
1: typical uh, it was just one of those typical stray thoughts articles, you know, that everyone started doing when 32 thoughts became big right and it's so just like wrote, oh here's a bunch of stray thoughts so this this quote he, is not like out of context it's like it just is what he wrote about
2: it right and so he said no one wants to say this because of the politically correct police and all but those who coached Alu aloo uh must cringe every time they see him in a news report or ad talking about what's wrong with hockey like he would know but my count akim Alu played for 23 teams in nine different leagues uh blah 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 across many seasons rarely finish any season with the same team if that was color related how is it that wayne simmons spent just this spend spent just the same 12 seasons playing in the NHL uh the the subtext if it is even a subtext to <laughs> yeah that is just that why are you complaining about race other black guys uh have done fine uh and haven't had to deal with race the way that you're uh, complaining
1: a about black it. guy who was a like probably 99th percentile player in terms of able to score and play physically in the NHL for like 800 games of his career. Just, you know, by the way.
2: Yeah. And when we briefly talked about uh, bringing this up on the show early, I just said, yeah, he, he was, he was just being very dumb racist, uh, saying some really dumb racist shit and trying to, uh, try to shush uh Akimalu for complaining because mm-hmm. to these guys he's like why is this third tier like it's it's uh they prefer it when a third tier player however you'd rank Akimalu sure, like not, yeah. not a star if he's the one complaining about race it's easy for them to shit on him because he's like yes. well you're just saying that because you weren't good and yeah, yeah it's uh it hits it hits the button uh saying that uh for, for people like him that Playing the race card is just a cudgel, a cudgel you're using to uh, make up for other things, and uh, sure. that's what they want. That's what people like Sue Simmons wanted to be, whether they uh, believe it or not. And uh, here's
1: the thing, though just just as a just to add to that, like even if that's true, like even if Akeem Alou was just not good enough to play in the NHL, and even if Akeem Alou, like had a bunch of like fucking off ice reasons that, uh kept him from from having like a better NHL career that does not change the essential like correctness of the observation that like a white guy who has an identical basically career and life and etc to Akimolu doesn't have the same problems that Akimolu has mm-hmm. you know like you, we could cite Evander Kane till the cows come home like the the difference between how evander kane is treated versus patrick kane like Mm -hmm. evander kane is a horrible person who deserves to get shit on for basically everything but his race but he's but he got an insane amount of shit uh like i feel like we heard more bullshit or like more, not but more, not more bullshit, but like more criticism of of Evander Kane when he like wasn't really doing anything wrong, or if he was, we at least didn't know about it than we do yeah. now. You know, yeah, because like, I remember
2: yeah. kind of the money phone up for him
1: was the. Yeah, I was, was, was not so mad about that shit. shit. Yeah, which is funny. I, yeah. It's a with, funny with, thing to do. It was the only good thing he ever did. Was the money phone.
2: Yeah, because back then, the only stuff we saw and we saw him criticized for was like, yeah, expressing himself in a way that other NHL players wouldn't or or he was, but but he was doing it while black. Uh, yes. And I remember, like, defending him and sticking up for him. Uh, Absolutely. Because like, because I could yeah, see I what that too, was all sure. like, we could see what that was all about. And then mm. the last few years, yeah, uh, I think we all we all learned if we didn't already um what kind of guy he is yes totally yeah but uh going back to akima um i think we gotta read what his response was because his was it- response and then the next player's response yes Wade okay response yeah is fantastic it's, yes it's, it's, we just gotta read it out yeah so totally. he responded on that sunday immediately saying the only reason i'm addressing this is because it's all of the internet i've seen see C- i've seen steve talk negatively about me for some time now and the funny thing is i've never spoken to him or met him in my life I actually found out what he said through other members of the Hockey Diversity Alliance. People like Steve or "What's Wrong with Society"? Great line. This yeah, is the first time true. in history the crucial conversation of race is prevalent. I believe my story. Well, is what and what the HDA is doing is a major reason for that. And he said, "You have absolutely no clue what my what I and my family went through, um, and uh, what the scars from playing hockey have left." Uh, that was his quote, and I'm just gonna I have to switch over and uh, find Wayne Simmons' thing, but continuing on as as I find this uh there was uh the conversation about whether Akeem Alou is good or not and how that impacts how he's perceived while he is trying to be uh some form of civil rights activist uh he he grew up his whole life being treated the way he was if he wasn't yeah. treated like that who is to say I'm not saying there's a guarantee that that was the only no, thing that certainly but it has an far but like, Child abuse uh, or like uh, racial abuse as a child, yeah, hazing all the horrible stories we heard about his, uh, yeah, about totally. uh, his time in the OHL. I yeah. think it was the OHL, yep, like that's gonna fuck you up, you're not yeah. gonna be who you want to be.
1: As a, uh, as that. just a compare, another point of comparison, too. Do you guys remember Patrick O'Sullivan?
2: Very slightly, yes. yes.
1: So, Patrick O'Sullivan was a guy who, who I feel not shitty about saying this because of with the kind of guy he turned out to be. But Patrick O'Sullivan was a guy who in his uh, post NHL career as a like media figure dined out on the fact that he was, and you know, it it is true. Like uh, very, no uh, abused very badly by his father physically. Yeah. A kid and a player. And that's very, (laughs) and that's very terrible. And obviously like, um, good for him for sharing a story. And like I, it contributed to the conversation and it's relevant. Um, and then as you may remember, he tried to railroad or uh, railroad Alex Burroughs because Alex Burroughs said to him one time, like 20 years ago that, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to beat you like your dad does or whatever. Um, which is a shitty thing to say. It's a very shitty thing Um, to say. It's a very shitty thing to say. Uh, you know, no, no defending that right by any means. But the, uh, the thing with, uh, and, and here we go. Now we're getting the, uh, now we're getting the other side of the Canucks as they have now let in two goals. Um, but anyways, point about Patrick O'Sullivan is everyone in the world that knows Patrick O'Sullivan that has worked with Patrick O'Sullivan that has dealt with Patrick O'Sullivan in any way knows that Patrick O'Sullivan is one of the world's biggest assholes. Um, and that never got brought up, you know, it was never. And like, you know, he didn't have that much, like, that great of an NHL career. And it's not like anyone was ever like, oh, well, you're just complaining because you didn't have a good NHL career. You know what I mean? Like, people would never even think to do that because they would be like, well, that's shitty. That's a very shitty thing for me to say to a guy who was, like, abused by his dad. And it's like, yeah, it's you, like, why is it any different with Akeem Alou or whoever else? Like, why is it any different to to not just be like, hey... You're an asshole if you hear this story about this guy who played hockey and was like, you know, playing like Bantam and scored a goal and got called the N word by one of his parents. And we're like, well, you're just complaining because your career wasn't that good. Yeah. You know, like it's just, a, it's just another point of comparison, but like, yeah. it's just, it, it Patrick O'Sullivan is a perfect example of how, like that paradigm just doesn't exist for, for white players.
2: Yes, yeah, absolutely uh to sag into what uh, wayne simmons said about it which mm-hmm. which is like more of the reason we brought it up uh or as in the more exciting like uh piece of yes. text to read out uh to segue into that samantha chang uh from the broadcast uh tweeted uh like this is steve simmons saying it if there's racism how did wayne simmons play in the nhl got him and then she uh a photo of uh an article uh t- titled Leafs Forward, Wayne Simmons. Not sure if he'd want his kids to play hockey with the racism in the sport. <laughs> Article from yeah. like two years ago. Like, yeah. no, he has absolutely commented on this and you can't just kind of include him in your little uh, racist dunk here. Um, and so, yeah, he tweeted on October 9th immediately after all this stuff happened saying just a quick message to the hockey world. I usually don't have time for this tonight, but tonight I do. I really don't appreciate what you're trying to do. Steve Simmons. Your article is asinine and no way reflects the real plight that myself, Akeem and other players of color go through. You're minimizing the pain and suffering and dismissing the actual fight that we as a people actually have to endure just to even be accepted in the game of hockey at a lower level. never mind the professional ranks, uh, in all caps. He says, do not ever use my name or any other player of color's name to try and make your point. We will no longer sit by quietly as our characters are assassinated, Steve. This will only make us stronger and speak out against people of your nature. If you were trying to be cool or funny, you missed your mark. All caps, you've been warned. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't Mike Jones. Keep my name out your mouth, bitch. P.S. This is me being nice. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh that rocks that's so
2: good He's so for him cool. to just
1: be like for him to literally basically just be like hey i did go through that i went yeah. through the exact thing that you're talking about like yeah you know yeah that's very funny good yeah, for him I also sleep when yeah. i open Fuck. that was beautiful wayne simmons rocks what, what one I, of my favorite dudes he i love him in the, what, in what the I, game for sure
2: what i was like before he said all that my hackles were kind of or my hackles were not but my expectation was that the conversation was going to go like, "Hey, yeah, uh, white writer says some like asininely racist shit." Mm-hmm. And The black player has to respond in kind, co- like not in kind, but politely. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and uh, so they don't look like the angry black man, uh, and they they don't uh, set themselves up for for another attack. And Wayne Simmons would be like, "No, fuck you!" Yeah, all caps. Watch the fuck out that rocks that's that's,
1: that's that so, is you know that is the kind of thing that like you know he's earned that you know uh yeah so it it, it just it rocks to see him just be like yeah fuck it i'm gonna do it um yeah. i do want to mention another real ass dude of the week uh don simpson or bart simpson or <laughs> i literally don't know his fucking name just the uh we've mentioned him before uh because he was the uh he he wrote very briefly for something like two weeks, uh, I think, for uh, a thing that's is, trying is it the to hockey news. Or, it's or the called ho- no, it's uh, Vancouver Hockey Now is what they're called. Uh, terrible I've name. Never more like, heard of that. More like Vancouver Hockey. Some other time. No <laughs> thanks. Um, you suck bitch i hate you um no uh, i've
2: never heard of this website before.
1: well yeah because nobody fucking yeah. reads it um they've been trying to make it a thing but it's not it's not happening and, bro how uh, do
2: you get fired from a website i've never heard of in, in yeah. this market and so the dave,
1: cool. this uh this ron rob simpson or dave simpson or abe simpson or whatever
3: his name is um i think you have set up now
1: I think one of
3: the ones that I've said <laughs> is right. Yes, yeah. I
1: think it's Abe, Abe Simpson. Um, <laughs> Abe Simpson, absolutely correct. Yeah, uh, he uh, he. We mentioned him on the on the show before because uh, he did we? Yeah, he wrote the thing about uh, Jake Vertanen being proven innocent. Um, oh, and uh, and right. yes, yeah, and that was uh, there was a whole controversy about that, and then he uh, wrote another headline. Uh, very recently where he referred to, I want to, I want to like get this mostly right. He, he wrote an article about Willie Mitchell's, uh, fishing tournament being postponed. Um, and you know, it wasn't like,
0: eh,
1: you know, we all kind of know what's going on there without saying it explicitly. Um, and he, he used in the headline, he used the, he referred to it as Willie weirdness, which is more just like,
3: how did you possibly think that was a good idea?
1: Yeah. Strange and yeah. inappropriate than it is like actually, you know, like a smoking gun or whatever. But uh, then he like, also, that's like saying
2: Harvey Weinstein's shenanigans.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yes. Yeah. And then he, uh, he also uh, had a headline where he referred to Rachel Dory as a diversity beacon um and then he got fired
2: uh is the diversity beacon is there any connection between that and the 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 virtue signal on top of a bc Ferry's boat
1: <laughs> yes yeah there some, the, there's some there's some diversity there. beacon is the thing that you get the virtue signal from
3: yeah that's exactly <laughs> how it works
1: um yeah uh and then he he got fired for uh I don't know.
2: Fired. I, I'm sorry, by the way, fired from what? Because like it, it. oh, you know what it is? You know what a Vancouver Hockey Now is? What? It's, it's one of these like website networks. Yes. Where like one person is the Vancouver correspondent and but it just is its own website. Yes. Right. Yeah. So like there's a St. Louis Hockey Now thing. Yes. Okay, one thing I, that I, I thought it.
1: was funny Um, let's see if I can f- I'm going to see if I can find um, find him on Twitter here because that'll be the easiest way for me to find it um his his handle is simmer puck which i fucking hate so much mm. um okay i think i did say his name correctly i got a point, funny feeling that i don't
2: it. like when i hear that word simmer yeah puck. um but uh, i yeah. thought it was
1: very funny because in his um uh <laughs> in his literally like i swear to god like uh, he got the reason he got fired is because he didn't pass his fucking probation period with this uh uh, you know this this website uh, network or whatever because he literally was doing this for like two months I think but uh, his um Ooh. he has a link to basically his like CV it's his website but it has it lists his like resume or whatever and uh, his uh, his it, under the headline uh, versatility it ends with he's pragmatic creative and always respectful of fans crew and cohorts and then just immediately uh like you know shows up on the scene and in two months burns every fucking bridge with the fan base and everyone else. Um
2: yeah, yeah I've never heard of this guy before.
1: Proving it he has been proven innocent of being able to have a hockey media career. Um <laughs> yeah fuck you bitch I hate you. <laughs> Good riddance. There's
2: Time something of your funny, life. like I know all media is online now but I don't yes. know. It's it's funny to describe a person we don't like getting fired as being fired from a website. Yeah, it is a matter being clowned on by all all the uh the dock workers at the pub (laughs) (laughs) yeah what are you you so down for son (laughs) I got fired by a website I got
1: fired from the website I got fired from the the posting factory from the the posting um okay I wanna uh we're we're pretty much good for time here but I wanna just end on a, a funny note something that I wanted to get to like weeks ago um uh, article appearing in the vancouver sun about an old uh favorite ah, yes. of mine, prob rye canucks 2008 i believe fifth round draft pick uh oh yeah that's what it says here in yeah. the headline what do you know that's right um the uh the article is titled judge freezes assets of former canuck draft pick facing 2.8 million fraud allegation and um Uh, I'll just, I just, I'm going to skip ahead to the, uh, to the, just the description of what he did. Um, so, uh, Harpreet Singh Kayla is the, uh, the person who is, I guess, suing him or seeking legal action of some sort, uh, claims, uh, he's a realtor. He claims that Prob Rye, a fifth-round pick of the 2008 NHL draft, held himself out to be a successful and wealthy business person, purporting to have important connections with prominent local and international business people and retired hockey players. He says that Rye provided to him phony emails, financial statements, agreements and documents from those prominent business people and retired professional hockey players in order to fraudulently induce him to transfer more than $2.8 million for real estate developments and other investments. The alleged schemes included a San Diego development property, a Tim Hortons franchise, and the purchase of the Sutton Hotel in Vancouver.
2: That one is huge. Like that's oh, yeah. a giant. That's a giant and very fancy hotel. Oh yeah. This, this guy was ready to go. Wow.
1: Uh, Kayla claims that Rye convinced him to advance two point four million as a deposit to buy the hotel for two hundred million. Another <laughs> alleged scheme involved uh rye telling kayla that a prominent former canuck player was interested in purchasing commercial real estate located in alberta that kayla held shares in i desperately want to know what player that was that he said wanted to buy uh buy it i want
2: to know who whose name he was he was i couldn't even speculate i I don't know who rye would be like friends with cody
1: hodgson maybe hell yeah oilers just tied to that oh Oh, yeah
2: hopefully oh boy damn um (laughs) I just want to see if there's any
1: uh, yeah, uh any other it. funny things in here. Um
2: oh I mean look, the the next uh these claims are like the paragraph right after that, but after sorry, two paragraphs sure. after that is a good yeah. one. He claimed that in October 2020, Kayla was told that Rye had been kidnapped on his way to the airport. Oh yeah, this was the one, yes. Eaten and robbed of his hard drive, which contained all of his bank account info and that all of his money was gone. the fuck? I would I would love to see uh like
1: a uh Brothers movie about this. <laughs> this rocks. <laughs> a very sweaty yeah. Gosh. Oh my god. Who could they who could they get to play proper? Uh, maybe that uh who's the who's the guy that I really like? He was a Lion. Um Dev Patel. Fuck, Dev Patel. Yeah. Dev Patel. I feel like you he's know what? The, you know. Sure yeah he's like one of the most famous uh, and like prob
2: rye i'm looking at a couple of photos handsome guy you yeah could get away you could get away with like he doesn't look angry.
1: like him at all but like um no you know uh I, yeah figure it out uh i also think this is funny uh the lawyers representing rye later withdrew from the case rye who told the judge in the asset case that he owed his lawyers eighty thousand dollars could not be reached for comment
0: <laughs> way
1: to go uh Oh yeah. Several of Rai's family members, including his brother, who is a former RCMP officer, are also named as defendants and have filed documents denying they were involved in any fraudulent activity.
2: Uh, his brother ratted him out. Yeah. No, big did. surprise. Big surprise. Um
1: I'm so sad this guy never played in the NHL. He would have been the perfect Canuck. Yeah. Um
2: Yeah, we got uh, we got Archie Baines to yeah. try something out here. That reminds First, me. What what if R Baines played him? and it was like that one time
1: uh oh it's like hustle where where uh uh all the there's like a the there's a bunch of active uh basketball players that play fake basketball players
2: there's a there's a movie uh okay I figured it out it's a he got game have you heard of he He got game Spike Lee movie no it's uh, I've I have never seen it, but the film's about like the father of a kid who's a top. It's Denzel playing the father of a top oh, rank nice. basketball player. Yeah. Uh, named, but <laughs> I'm just reading the wiki. Mm-hmm. Jesus Shuttlesworth. <laughs> <laughs> God bless Spike Lee. Uh, yeah, his rock. dad gets released on parole, and then is uh, trying to convince his son to do something. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Here's what it is. It, it, the dad was in prison for killing his wife. He gets released on parole for a week by the state's governor, right. to, persu- to persuade his son to play for the governor's alma mater in exchange for a reduced prison sentence. That rocks. That's that it, sounds great. I want to watch. like that. a fun movie. Yeah. But the guy who plays his son mm-hmm. uh, at age, I'm gonna assume like 16, mm-hmm. is Ray Allen, and Ray oh. Allen is like a Hall of Fame, yeah. NBA player who went on to be fucking incredible. Oh, that's and, uh And win, I think, multiple. Rings, yeah, yeah, multiple rings with the Heat and nice. Celtics. Uh, but yeah, that could be, I don't know, make our Steve make Baines play him.
1: I don't know, yeah, yeah, that, 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 that could be good. Um, I uh, I want to just very briefly tell a story that I meant to tell ages ago, it sure. sure. was very funny. So, Vyas, uh, uh this would be a good thing to end on. Uh, Vyas came over to the island a few weeks ago, um, to basically, he needed my help putting like weird exercise equipment in into a U-Haul van. Um,
3: it was the uh bike from burn after reading. No. Uh
2: <laughs> yeah. What was it, Vias? Oh, I, I thought it was funnier if we left it out. People, okay, yeah, that's when, fine. People, that's people fine. can assume right, it was the bike for burn after reading.
1: Yeah. Or we'll go or, with that.
2: Oh yes, I just realized what you meant. I was oh, okay. I was referring to that, but I didn't know that I forgot that, that was referred to as a bike. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, If yeah, you were, just, if you were to if you were to look at what the equipment I had and what that looks like, apart from the dildo, everything looks pretty <laughs> similar.
3: <laughs> All right, well, that yeah, feels like an important apart from,
2: apart from,
1: fair, fair enough, um, your honor. And uh, that was very funny in itself because it took us like an hour and a half to get it in because we couldn't figure out how to tie the doors <laughs> shut first we couldn't figure out how to get it in and then we couldn't figure out how to tie the doors shut we so we, had we're, to,
2: we were two grown men and we couldn't understand like, we had to facetime
1: uh his girlfriend <laughs> to like explain to us how like basically like zap traps work I mean they yeah. weren't actually zap traps they were their they own were. weird propi-
3: proprietary home I, I, I,
2: I think we would like to believe that but I'm pretty sure if Elliot saw it he'd be like this I, is I, I this have, I've
3: heard this story before I I am <laughs> uh,
2: disappointed
1: yeah okay, fair <laughs> enough. you're right you're the ang- you're the was yeah, uh, you're the sorry. like uh,
2: Eastern Oops. European dad from the meme um, uh, my, my my girlfriend is also disappointed she she thought she thought yeah. better of us she yeah, thought better yeah. of you at least. Yeah. Yeah. She shouldn't have.
1: Um, but anyways, so, uh, Vias earlier in the day, Vias tells me he's going to, you know, meet me at my work or whatever. And so, and Vias, don't spoil it. You're going to probably understand what happened before I get to the end of the story, but just don't, don't interrupt. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm working, I'm doing my thing or whatever. And, uh, I go to, uh, you know, fill up a drink at the soda fountain or whatever. Oh, and I look across the restaurant and I see Vias And he mentioned that he was going to be a little bit early, but he's like an hour and a half early. And I'm like, wow, it's crazy. And so I start walking over to him and I'm like, damn, you're here early. And then I walk like two more steps and I realize that my eyesight is not that great and that this is not (laughs) Vias, This is just another Brown guy. (laughs) But in fairness, but He's a he's a brown guy with the same haircut, glasses and dressed like how like very similar to how you dress. And so I I get there and I am immediately like, oh, sorry, I thought you were this friend of mine who's meeting (laughs) me here and immediately start listing all the reasons why this guy looks like Vias that aren't that he's brown <laughs> so oh jackson i will
3: bail you out bail you out here yeah this is like my number one fear <laughs> in terms of like awkward social social situation where it's like no you legitimately look alike but uh for non-racial reasons
1: yes and i i i, I played it up a little bit i i played it off very well first of all this guy was very nice about it he, he was just made a joke. He was like, hey, yeah, remember that thing or whatever? And then just started laughing. Um, and I was like, no, nah, you, lo- <laughs> you look like my buddy. He's good. meeting me here in an hour. You guys That's both have good. glasses. He's got the same jacket. Probably not actually true, but he was in a jacket that good looked like base. something that Fair you enough, would wear. Right? Uh, and I was like, weird coincidence or whatever. And, he, you know, he laughed and we, it was good and it was not weird. And he did not call me a racist, and we <laughs> had a had a nice. Uh, we parted ways, and it was
2: a nice. I, interaction, I like the but... idea that like Yerky Justin, and like everybody else who sends us corrections, this sends you DMs like, yeah, actually, yes, you were racist. <laughs> <laughs> hey. uh, I will yeah. say that while is in Victor- living in Victoria, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I don't know how I describe I dress, but like. I guess when I moved to Victoria, I started wearing shoes similar to Blundstones. I started sure. wearing more denim jackets and yeah. just kind of like toques and like I started to look more like some some random white hipster in Victoria. But yes. I could get away with he it. He was
1: wearing a denim jacket and he oh, had glasses really? and he had the same haircut as you.
2: Oh shit! So it was like it. What
1: he did like he didn't look oh, yeah. that much like you. But no, from- but like from (laughs) several feet away and my eyesight's not that great and you're meeting me there in an hour like it was a defensible mistake to make and it's not the first time it's happened too because i there i have had to do double takes a couple of times with you know five ten uh be spectacled you hear that everybody he said five ten uh (laughs) one sec
2: one sec hey girlfriend (laughs)
1: I was being generous. I know
2: Uh, nothing. I'm doing a bit. Sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And the other thing is, uh, uh, you guys know, you guys know my friend Seth, right?
2: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: That guy, um, got like mistaken for somebody else literally every week he lived in Victoria (laughs) and got texts from people being like, Hey, thought I saw you at save on. It was just another white hipster. (laughs) (laughs) so in fairness uh you know this is the thing that just it's it's exactly as Rias described you live in victoria for
2: long enough you start wearing plaid and denim jackets it just happens you just start
1: looking like everyone else
2: so and and i started developing this complex because i was like i'm sure there's a lot of psychology behind this but if i was at a cafe where i'd usually hang out and or like any cafe and i saw another brown guy who dressed like that I, I don't know if it was like a joke that I would hiss, but but I had that like reaction of like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs>
1: uh, that rocks. All right, I think that's a good place to end yeah. it. This was a this was a good one.
2: I enjoyed doing There's, this one. That Lots to talk sense. about. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. You can follow uh, us on Twitter. Wow, I'm doing this naturally. Yeah, that's right. You can follow us on Twitter at Roxy Fever. Yeah. Uh you can uh, find us on you can it, sorry Ugh, we have a lot of great content on a patreon that's we do uh about once a month uh give or take we've been good on doing it once a month
1: it's just that it's not always consistently at the same time
2: yeah so you might get
1: one you might get one on you know uh september 15th and then not get another one until late october but like once per calendar month there is we don't
2: we slash jackson we Mm -hmm. do not uh like we we slash Jackson put a lot of effort into those Patreon episodes mm-hmm. uh, Jackson does a ton of research uh, some of our best episodes I would say would are in our Patreon and yes. they're, they're we don't much good. episodes they're not uh, outside of a few movie episodes that we do where we just kind of watch a movie with one of our friends. Usually it's Cody Sievertson. Uh, usually it's a hockey-related movie. I think every time it's been a hockey-related movie. Pretty but much. The other thing yeah. we'd like to do is we we would do is heritage minutes going through mm-hmm. uh little interesting tidbits of Canuck's history that are forgotten but so beloved. Um, and more recently, Jackson uh and I did an episode that Jackson did all the research for, uh, a heritage minute about the life of Donald Brashear. It was an hour and a half episode and I learned so much about Donald Brashear to the point that I think he has to be on the ring of honor for the Canucks, Yeah. He needs to be celebrated totally. by the team in some way yes. and celebrated by the league for what he's done, what he's accomplished and what he's persevered through and who he is now still. His uh, life is a movie. It, yeah. Truly. This is yeah. a 90, it's a 90 minute episode and honestly, yeah, it's, it's uh, it's fantastic content. Um, so you can find that on patreon.com forward slash Roxy Fever. Um, how much should we charge? We, we don't have like a tier thing. We just like, if you give us any money, uh, you have access to all our, uh, all our episodes. Yeah. Uh, I do right not have uh, what it is, but it's, it's something
1: like, you know, it's, yeah. I think it is. I think it's like $5 and then there's the fucking markup from, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, shit because they like, screw you on the cat. they screw mm-hmm. you on the yeah. and they screw you if you're canadian so you know right a few yeah. extra bucks but
2: yeah um so uh and you so get so all yeah. of them
1: too by the way get all of them. and you can just donate for a month and then listen to all of them and then just fucking stop if you want do it you know, yeah don't go don't ahead care. i don't care we'll be honest we do that to everyone
3: else so you yeah i do us. that all the time yeah. so whatever yeah yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> or, but you should do it right just just to hear the stuff because it's good Thankfully,
2: um, there's no random subreddit out there that just passes out our RSS link that, we, <laughs> that I know of. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, you can give us a phone call and leave a voicemail. Uh, it's yes. our favorite thing when we get voicemails, uh, and we just get to riff based off of it. Or if you have funny stories, or if you want to correct something from our show, but be cool about it, I don't know. Um, give us a call at the number that I'm about to list, 778 819 one four five one. If I may also uh, plug a new show that I am
1: doing with Day One friend of the show Tyler Shipley. Um, the show is called History Lesson Part Two. Tyler and I talk about movies that uh, always have a political angle and most often are also depicting uh, some kind of historical period. Uh, Tyler is the intellectual of the show who talks about the politics and the uh, history. And I am uh, the dumb movie guy who talks about it as a movie. And we've been having a lot of fun uh, doing these. And our first episode is out now about uh, Steven Soderbergh's Shay. Uh, And it uh, it's pretty good. I like doing it. I think the uh, end product has been pretty good. So uh, check that out wherever you stream your podcast. Can you
2: explain what the title means? Because I think I'm missing a joke here.
1: Uh, there's no real joke. It's uh, it's just the name, also the name of a Minutemen song. That's a very uh, good
2: Minutemen song. Gotcha. Um,
1: and, uh, and you know, it's like part two because it's a movie and because it's like, you know, it's sort of fake. It's got its... Uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to find the best way to, to put it, but it's just like, you know, it's not a real history lesson. It's part two of the history lesson, <laughs> if that makes sense. Right on. Um,
0: It's All the right. lesser
1: sequel to actually learning about history. Thanks for listening, everybody. Send your hate mail to at SimmerPuck Abe Simpson uh, on Twitter. <laughs> I'm sure, Good we night, won't everybody. get in trouble for that. Bye bye.